the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, February the 26th, 2024, in the year of our Lord. I got an email from a listener uh, over the weekend. I get an email from a number of you about various things. This email said, Greetings, Mr. Randall. Concerning your brief facts of history radio intro, May, may I induce you to read each event for the uh, for the day first, then announce the year in which it happened. This would allow listeners to test their knowledge a bit with a guess, also set in their minds better as you proceed through each event. As it is, I'm a little able to place each event in its appropriate year as it passes by so quickly before the event itself. Thanks much. This is from Federal Way. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. I get a lot of comments on this. That's the first comment I've gotten like that. But um, we get a lot of comments on this history. That's why we do it. And I think history is important, of course. So for this for this person today, we're going to do it that way. I don't think we'll do it that way every day, but we will do it that way today for you. I hope you're listening. Okay. I hope I don't mess up. I do this so often. I've done it for so many years on this program now. I hope I don't mess up and give you the the date first, but we'll try not to. Okay. This is Monday, February 26, 2024. These things happened in history. As I read the what happened, you can guess what the date is. Then I'm going to tell you after I read it. Okay, a truck bomb built by Islamic extremists exploded in a parking garage on the North Tower of New York's World Trade Center. Killed six people. Um, it injured more than a, a thousand others. The bomb failed to topple the North Tower into the South Tower as the terrorists had hoped. Both structures, you will recall, were destroyed in the 9-11 eight years later. What was the date of this one? 1993. Napoleon Bonaparte, Bonaparte escaped from exile on the island of Elba and headed back to France in a bid to regain power. 1815. The United States and Panama proclaimed a treaty under which the U.S. agreed to undertake efforts to build a ship canal across the Panama Isthmus. 1904. How Green Was My Valley won the Academy Award for Best Picture of 1941, beating out nine other films. 1942. Authorities ordered a midnight curfew of at uh, nightclubs, bars, and other places of inter- entertainment across the nation. 1945. Prime Minister Winston Churchill announced that Britain had developed its own atomic bomb. 1952. A jury in Amarillo, Texas, rejected an $11 million lawsuit brought by Texas cattlemen who blamed Oprah Winfrey's talk show for a price fall after a segment of food safety that included a discussion about mad cow disease. I remember that very well. She, In fact, that's where she met with uh, the 
the uh, psychiatrist, uh, Dr. Phil, and he she made him famous by uh, funding a new show for him, Dr. Phil show. I think it's still going. I'm not sure. But uh, I remember that because the, she was talking about bad cow disease and she kept talking about it and she had a lot of influence and, and she doesn't so much anymore, I don't think, but she did then. And she kept talking about this mad cow disease and people stopped buying beef and it was hurting the industry. And so they finally ended up in Texas filing a lawsuit against her. They lost the lawsuit, unfortunately. But anyway, that happened in 1998. Republican Arizona Governor Jan Brewer vetoed a bill pushed by social conservatives that would have allowed people with sincerely held religious beliefs to refuse to serve gays. 2014. And the last one, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie stunned the Republican establishment by endorsing Donald Trump for president. 2016. Okay, I hope you, sir, I hope you got a few of those you could remember this morning as we did it that way. Interestingly enough, with Chris Christie, he he, he stunned, stunned the Republican establishment by endorsing Donald Trump for president because he wanted to be his vice presidential candidate. Uh, nominee. He wanted him to, to make him his vice president. That didn't work out. And then he turned on Trump and he spent the last year or two, I mean, really ripping at Trump, trying to take him apart. But he's in a large crowd, so his voice isn't often heard. Everybody seems is trying to destroy Trump. Uh, that's not true because Trump won big time in South Carolina over Nikki Haley, who is Nikki was the pre, was the governor of the state for two terms, and she was in the state legislature before that, so she's very well known there. But Trump won about, the last count I saw was like 60 to 40 percent of the votes. I mean, it was not close. And Trump seems to be rolling along, but there's people trying to destroy him. I mean, on every count, I've never seen or read of anything quite like the campaign against Trump. It's just amazing. I mean, even if you don't like him and you don't want to vote for him, I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's an issue that is each of us have to decide for ourselves. But, I mean, just put anyone in Trump's spot. I mean, a Democrat, Republican, independent, a private individual. I mean, if they can do that to Trump, what could they do to you and me if they got mad at us? And they didn't like what we were doing, or perhaps they didn't like what we believed. And if we were talking about it out loud, those are the things that concern me about this whole Trump thing. I mean, I, I, I'll take Trump over Biden any day. I mean, like every single day. But what I'm saying is, it's what they're doing that's such a disregard for the law and for the Constitution and for uh, everything that has made this nation what it is. And those are the things that concern me. I mean, if Donald Trump, if they finally end up destroying him, I don't think they, they will, but I mean, th- there's a good chance they, they could. But if they end up destroying him, what about the country? I mean, what about the other 350 million or whatever there is of us now? <laughs> we don't know a lot. I mean, they're illegally in the country and we don't even know their names or where they are, but what were we? What are we left with? I think that's what concerns me on this issue because it, it's bigger than any one man. What they're doing and getting away with it apparently so far, 
And it, it, it should be troubling to all of us, and it should be a matter of prayer. And we need to pray for our nation and pray for the leaders, including the one that's there now. He needs a, a change of heart, and only God can do that. But he can. God can do that. Anyway, I hope that was uh, our little history deal was uh, pleasing to some today. And uh, if you have, a, if you have an, um, an idea or an interest in that, uh, one way or the other, you can let me know by email. I read all the email. I don't answer them all. I can't. But I read them all, and I read all the notes that you write when you send in your uh, support. Um, whether they're long or short, I read them. I think I owe that to you. If you're going to take the time to write something, I'm going to take the time to read it. And I do. And thank you so much. And thank you for your support. We need your support each month. We're getting ready. We're ending February, about ready to step into March here in a couple of days. And so just uh, thank you for standing with us and thank you for your financial support. Uh, I would particularly encourage those of you who are listening to KPDQ out of Portland in, in Oregon, uh, Southwest Washington. We, we're not meeting budget there and we need your help. So if we're going to be able to continue there, please, if, if you think it's valuable that we're on, if not, then that's fine. But um, please stand with us financially and prayerfully. Thank you. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. Well, I don't know if you've heard this or not. But doctors in six states where abortion is legal are using new laws to send abortion pills to tens of thousands of women in states where it is illegal. It's being called the war between the states. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. Washington state is one of those six states. So is California. We have listeners in both states. A lot of them in Washington. The New York Times is calling it Abortion Shield Laws, A New War Between the States. Pam Bellock, she has written a feature story about the use, the misuse, in my opinion, of the abortion shield laws. That's what they're called now. It's to prop up the failing and flailing abortion business and to continue the killing of unwanted unborn children because we, we can't seem to divorce ourselves from killing unwanted babies. It, it's an obsession. It's demonic frankly, in my view. Pam Bellick spent time with abortion providers sending pills to states that outlaw abortion, and she talked with patients receiving those pills. Please know, don't jump to the conclusion that I, I am an ordained minister. I've been a pastor, of either a youth pastor or the real pastor. I mean, the, the senior pastor, excuse me. Uh, my whole life, I've been in the ministry. And uh, I have great, I have profound compassion for women who have an unwanted pregnancy for whatever reason. I understand that. But I don't think killing another human is the answer to that problem. I, I Because murder is wrong. And that's what it is. I mean, it's been cast in a lot of other ways, but that's that's what it is. And so please understand that my compassion runs 
for the mother, and I feel that, and I understand, and I've talked to women over the years in ministry that have had an abortion and they live with the guilt, or they've thought about it, and and you know, what do you think, you know, Pastor Gary, and so on. So, it. But I also have compassion for the child. They're real human beings. They're not masses of anything. They're a human being that has a purpose according to the Lord they have a he has a purpose for their life so we have to put that in perspective so frankly I'm I'm surprised that the New York Times published her article because it's it's long it's in-depth and it's a fairly she's a little biased sometimes but not as much as you would normally see in a New York Times especially a featured article so that's why I wanted to talk a little bit about this, because I noticed that other newspapers are now carrying this article that she wrote, which is typical. It happens a lot. And so you may it may show up in your local newspaper somewhere. But the article, the article is very interesting, and it shows the depth to which these people will go to keep aborting unwanted babies. I'm going to give you an overview of what of the article she wrote on our website, Faith and Freedom, faithandfreedom.us. You can find that article. I publish one every more every weekday morning, and our office publishes it. I write it, and um, uh, it, I draw it from various news sources. While this the one today is from this story, primarily this story. Uh, usually I, I have more stories involved in what we talk about here, but this one is, because of the nature of it, is pretty singular to the article and then some things from Guttmacher Institute that I've put in the article as well. But I would encourage you to take a look at that and take some time to read it because I'm going to have to summarize it. It's very long, and there just wouldn't be time from minute one when we came on the air to, to go over every part of it. But let me let me give you an, just an overview of the considerable research um, on this commentary. The operation is secretive, much like the early days of Margaret Sanger's work to give birth to Planned Parenthood. The Times begins with this. Behind an unmarked door in a boxy brick building outside Boston, a quiet rebellion is taking place. Here in a 7 by 12 foot room, abortion is being made available to thousands of women in states where it is illegal. The patients do not have to travel here to terminate their pregnancies. They do not have to wait weeks to receive abortion medication from overseas. Instead, they're obtaining abortion pills prescribed by licensed Massachusetts providers packaged in a little room mailed from a nearby post office arriving days later in Texas, Missouri, and other states where abortion is largely outlawed. The service and others like it are operating under novel laws enacted in half a dozen states. Those states are Massachusetts, Washington, Colorado, Vermont, New York, and California. And they have sought to preserve the abortion access since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade back in June of 2022. The laws have been in use only since summertime, just this past summer. So we're coming up on one year, but it hasn't been a year yet. And they've not been tested in the courts. And that's where I see this whole thing. You should be aware of it. I don't think it can stand. I, I really don't. But, you know, 
I didn't think they could do to anyone what they're doing to Trump either. So who knows? But they're already providing abortion access in tens of thousands of women's cases in states that bans them. For example, Idaho is very has a very strong pro-life government, and, and they have very strong pro-life values. Right next door is Washington State, who is the opposite, uh, the majority. I mean, there's lots of Christians in Washington State, believe me, but uh, not enough to control the uh, and influence the election sometimes as much as we would like. But they're calling this telemedicine abortion shield laws. And they promise to protect the doctors, the nurse practitioners, and the midwives that are licensed in those six states who prescribe and send abortion pills to patients in the nearly two dozen states that ban or sharply restrict abortion. This story gives a lot of support for uh, these clandestine practices. They're basing their information on research from Guttmacher Institute. I think you should know that Guttmacher Institute was founded originally uh, out of, as a result of the influence of Margaret Sanger's work and was connected with Planned Parenthood. They sort of, they were kind of locked at the hip. I don't know if corporately if they were, but they, they were... Uh, there was a close tie between them. Gutmacher, the, the, the man, was born in 1898. His father was a rabbi and his mother a social worker. In 1916, when a nurse named Margaret Sanger opened the nation's first birth control clinic in Brooklyn and was pro- pro- uh, just promptly arrested, Gutmacher was 18 years old. He was a sophomore at Johns Hopkins University. He formed his ideas about contraception and abortion in the 1920s, he would often say. And he said, I graduated from medical school uh, firm in the belief that abortion was a simple, straightforward matter. Bad guys did it. Good guys did not. He explained, he said, but four years of hospital residency and several experiences during my early years of, of practice radically changed my attitude. I suppose some of the teaching did as well. He said when he was a young doctor, Gottmacher's Gottmacher's patients included a mother of four. He said the second he was a a young doctor, his patients included um, this mother of four, which was the second person that he had seen ever die. And he said she was screaming vainly for life, and she died after what was probably a self-induced abortion. There was not a thing he or anyone else could do to save her. So this made a profound influence and impact on his life. And he said that's what guided him toward uh, being pro-abortion and wanting it to be legalized and so on. In 1933, Guttmacher wrote a guide for expectant parents called Life in the Making. And a decade later, he was named chief of obstetrics at Baltimore's Sinai Hospital. And in 52, Guttmacher moved to New York to become chief of obstetrics and gynecology at Mount Sinai Hospital. And he was also a clinical professor at Columbia, which is one of the most, if not the most, well, they all are now, but far left university in America. Columbia was kind of the birthplace of a lot of the uh, Marxist ideas that have made their way into uh, cultural Marxist ideas that have made their way into our culture. And I suppose that had an influence on him as well. But that was it was at that time that he joined the um, 
the medical board of Planned Parenthood, and Planned Parenthood grew out of Sanger's work. Later, Sanger would say that Planned Parenthood wasn't uh, aggressive enough and leftist enough because they weren't pushing eugenics, which she did. She wanted to, to weed out the people that should not be reproducing and breeding. She was a wicked woman in her thinking. And uh, this guy went along with it, obviously, and he became converted over to that line of thought. His rabbi father, I don't know how he felt about it. Some Jews are pro-abortion and some are pro-life. But nonetheless, that's a little bit of the background on that. And uh, Sanger was, was openly racist. Her promotion of eugenics and her advocacy of forced sterilizations to keep those she deemed unfit from breeding. Those are her words. That was her vision. And when Planned Parenthood didn't pursue that, the eugenics part of it strongly enough, she got upset at them and and didn't support them anymore. And although she agreed generally with what they were doing, her support was not behind them like it had been in the beginning. She believed that Planned Parenthood had left behind her real vision. So, I mean, that's how evil and dark this whole abortion industry is it was birthed really from them those two people Guttmacher institute is often quoted now by the networks abc nbc cbs they quote Guttmacher institute because they'll do a study but keep in mind that this institute was founded by margaret sanger's work was connected with planned parenthood it is far far left and Guttmacher's dead now, but the people that are carrying on from him are every bit as leftist as he became in his beliefs. Guttmacher's research, the Institute, you'll hear it mentioned, it always supports Planned Parenthood's agenda. When they do a survey, they say, well, Guttmacher, the ABC guys will come on the air and they'll say, well, Guttmacher Institute is reporting today that abortions are good for people or, or healthy or whatever it is. Just know of that relationship that goes way back to the founding of both of the institutions, Planned Parenthood and Guttmacher. <laughs> so the laws stipulate that officials and agencies of their states will not cooperate with another state's efforts to investigate or penalize the providers. That's a stark departure from typical interstate practices of extraditing and honoring subpoenas and sharing information and all that kind of thing. Many expect them to ultimately be challenged in federal court. And as I said, I, I, I one of those, I expect them to be um, challenged in federal court. I think we're working toward that. But it's very important that we are aware of what they're doing and what's going on. That's the tenacity. That is the deep, deep commitment to killing unborn unwanted children it just i mean there is no restraint to abortion it's a spiritual matter it's not a medical matter abortion opponents see the laws as a brazen infringement on state sovereignty that's true it is in this case you have states not just picking their own strategy but really trying to completely sabotage the governing efforts of the neighboring states as John Sego is going around saying that, he's president of Texas Right to Life. He's very upset about this. 
he's giving speeches and telling people to beware and 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 to act where they have the opportunity. And this is true. The threat of shield laws is one reason that three states, Idaho, Kansas, and Missouri, petitioned to join a case that the Supreme Court is going to hear next month. And it's not specifically this, but it seeks to bar the mailing of abortion pills and to require in-person doctor visits instead of telemedicine. The petition from the three states were denied, but the, the, the court, the Supreme Court, is still going to hear the case. It just won't, uh, Idaho, Kansas, and Missouri won't be a part of that lawsuit as they want it to be. Sigo, he says that abortion opponents see the laws as a brazen infringement on state sovereignty. He said, I believe that when this scheme comes before the high court, it will not stand. I think he's right. But in the meantime... With shield laws, some people who might not have gotten an abortion if they had to take off work and go to a clinic or wait three weeks and all of that are doing it now, according to Dr. Linda Prine. She's a New York shield law provider. There are others in all of these various states, the six states that I mentioned. This Lauren Jacobson, she's a nurse practitioner who sometimes writes 50 prescriptions a day. She is assuring uh, mothers that they can't be caught in the scheme. She's telling telling them that they've got this full uh, foolproof net around them of protection. The woman was afraid to share her first name or last name for the story, but she had an abortion by mail, and she said, it's been very scary, but I was like, you know what, I just have to trust them. She said several weeks later she planned to visit a doctor for birth control, but worried about being asked if she'd taken abortion pills. Lauren Jackson, this provider, this abortion shield provider, she prescribed the abortion. She assured her, noting that there was no medical reason to disclose having taken abortion pills to her doctor. The symptoms, she says, this nurse practitioner, the symptoms that the abortion pills cause are exactly the same as those that a miscarriage causes. So there's no possible way for a provider, a doctor, to look at you and do any test and know that you took the pills. Jacobson summed up the attitude and the spirit of newly created, probably illegal abortion shield laws with this. She said, we are a free country. She told this lady who had had an abortion and then was afraid her doctor would find out. She said, Jacobson said, we're a free country. Then she said, we've helped a lot of people navigate situations in places like Texas. So let's put that to the test. Here we are, and we're not going to be intimidated, and we have our states backing us. They do. The people that are doing this in Washington State has the full backing of Inslee and others in, in offices, elected, highest elected offices. They do. And they have found a way to circumvent what the Supreme Court said about the fact that abortion is not found, the right to abortion is not found in the Constitution. And they've tried to enshrine it into law. And they failed. They've miserably failed. Because God is a God of life, not of death. I mean, he died that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And this war on 
against life has been so misrepresented. It's been cast as something good, and it's evil to the core. And so many women, not all of them, but so many women, when they have had an abortion, they they come to a point in their life some years later sometimes of deep regret. I mean, it does harm the woman who has the abortion, and it certainly dispenses of the child. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.